Good time, my naifaiwa. Nah, just, yeah. <laughs> Welcome along to the Back to Kota podcast. I just fried a couple of kupu Māori and I'm reading a Māori every now and then because, I don't know, every time that you speak Māori, that's a chance to practice and that's a chance to get better at speaking and not memorising, which is something that we're going to be talking about in this episode. Uh, what's up, Charlotte? Good to see you again. We've been on a holiday for about a couple of weeks, so mean to get back and, and link up. Kia ora, Ashley. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool, awesome being back. Cool to do a podcast again and cool to be back at Kura. That's been nice. Yeah, it's it's good. Two weeks of holiday. So um, what did you do on the holiday? Did you get get up to much? Did you did you do much kōrero Māori? I whakata'o. Mm-hmm. So I rested a lot because I needed that. Um Actually, I did kōrero Māori a bit with friends, but probably not as much as I'd have liked to. But I do use those holiday times to, like, rest my hininaro because it can get so hard, you know. But, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I mean, like, mekwe? Yeah, that <clears throat> I had a feeling when I came back to kura this week that I didn't do enough because I feel like two weeks, and I rested a lot, but two weeks is a long time if you don't really practice and keep speaking and that's something that we're going to be talking into in this episode on the podcast is uh, things that we wish we knew before we started Takuda or before we went back to Kura or before mm. we started learning the the language our beautiful language and yeah I've really found it hard to switch back on this mm. week this is our first week of term three and from not speaking as much as what I would have liked to in the holidays to coming back into the full immersion setting, it's taken me a while and I'm still getting warmed up to it. So definitely a key point for me, keep yourself warmed up, you know, stay in those spaces, keep speaking, because if you don't speak it, they always say, you'll lose it. Yeah, and the reason we want to do this is to talk about things we wish we knew is because we do have a lot of part-time from people who are doing takiura next year who want to know, you know, what are ways that we can prepare or, you know, what are things that we can do in order to make sure that, you know, we, we're doing our best. And when I've thought about it, because we're six months in, which is, like, crazy, right? Hard out. Six Halfway. months. How many, how many weeks have we got left? Like, 14? Yep. Tacoma Fa. Tacoma Fa na wiki. E toyana. E toyana left. Mm. Mm. 14 weeks. It has gone super quick. We, we should talk about that, how fast the time goes. Be prepared to witness your year just go by like that. The days go slow, but the weeks go fast. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Koinataku. <laughs> and the holidays go slow. No, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like crazy to think we're, you know, we're halfway through and... Are you where you thought you would be, Ashley? Mm. Great question. I was actually thinking about this in the holidays. I think from my expectations before Kura last year when I decided that I was going to come here, I think that I've already achieved everything that I've wanted to achieve. So I'm very happy about that. I mean, all I wanted to do was to be able to understand the language, um, to feel a little bit more comfortable in Māori environments in the marae, mm. um, to be able to stand in the marae and do a mihi or do a whaikōrero. 
uh, to the best of my ability in te reo Māori and to be able to be conversational. And I think, yeah, obviously there's going to be some mistakes and some mishaps and I'll have some gaps in my language, but I think I'm somewhat conversational now. So, yeah, I'm, if anything, I'm further than what I thought I would be now. Wow, than what that's I was. amazing. Well, what do you th- do? You think? Do you think? <laughs> do you think that I, I don't know? I mean, I feel like yeah, man. Like I can have, I can hold myself in a conversation, and yeah, that's sure. what I wanted to do at the end of this year. So, yeah, that that's that felt good. It feels good. Mm. I still know there's a lot more to learn though. Like, I have conversations every now and then with some people that have been in the language or learning a little bit longer, and I'm like, huh? Mm. What you say? <laughs> and then I'll just and then I'll just fall back on my default like nah kids pie yeah kids pie and then change the subject <laughs> to something that I know how to talk about. <laughs> uh, Mekwe, what about you? I've also thought about this part I, and I'm not sure what my expectations were last year. I did think that the fluency would come a lot quicker. Um, I was thinking about this on the ho- in the holidays how I thought by now I would be able to just speak to your Māori, you know, anake, and there'd be no gaps and just be fluent in that way. But I wouldn't say that I'm there yet, but in other ways I've felt it's been better than what I've imagined. Um, and it's not until I feel like you go into the outside world that you see how much Kura has changed us or has changed me. And influence me, you know, like being able to step into like a te Māori space and feel confident now. Mm. Those are things that I didn't have before, being able to just like say my pipiha, being able to just stand up and speak and people are like, wow, you know, so many people have said, wow, you've changed so much. And I'm like, oh, like really? And they're like, yeah, you know, like there's something different about you. And maybe it's a nako titi kaha, you know, like feeling confident. So those are the kind of things that you can't um, really put a, like a, a colon or a... You, you can't really, like... It's not really something that's, like, explain. You can really explain. Mm. But those are the sort of things that, that are coming, I feel like, from Kura. Mm. It's like that, that confidence, the emotional journey and all, and all of that. Like then um, Nako Māori, getting all of that. Something that I wish I knew coming into this year was how emotional the ride would be. We've talked about this before, but <clears throat> be prepared to share yourself with your class and open up a little bit more to yourself. I feel like for me anyways, um, there's still half of the year left and I think there's still more to give, but, you know, everybody is out there giving themselves, you know, really diving deep into who they are, like kōwaio, kō, nō heo, you know, those types of partais, which are huge for um, you as a person and you as in, as your identity in te ao Māori, in te ao Pākehā, like, just wherever you go. So be prepared to share bits of yourself that maybe you haven't shared before. And that's positive. Those are good, that's good learning experiences because once you share those things about yourself, it's it becomes somewhat normal. Do you know what I mean? Once you put that out to some people, you go, oh, well, I shared that I was this or I shared that I went to jail or I shared that I was depressed or whatever it might be. <laughs> whatever it might be. Whatever it might be for you. It's, yeah. It's That is you. And you just got to accept it. It's very te ao Māori um, whakaaro, eh, like just to stand up and just speak from your heart. You know, I'm going through this sadaru, I've got this sadaru. And it's like very normal in te ao Māori. Um, 
I feel like in maybe in Te Pākehā, it's not. Uh, it's it's a little bit maybe weird, like when people stand up and they just start speaking vulnerable, like vulnerability and things like that. But I do notice that kura, you know, when we have, you know, it's like lots of wānanga or like hui or like let's stand, each of us stand up and speak and let's just call it all. And it's amazing. It helps a lot with the emotional journey. Yeah, it's um, it's an opportunity for you to share, but you've said this before as well. It's an opportunity for you to share, but also for other people to hear your experiences and feel like, oh, I'm like that too. Mm. Or I've gone through that in my life. And that creates connections and bonds that you can speak on and that you can share experiences together as opposed to kind of not giving your whole self. <clears throat> and then it's it's almost like if you don't give yourself, you're a shell of the person that is available to other people. Yeah, definitely. And because learning to do a Māori isn't a shallow experience. It's not a pāpaku experience. Ooh. It's a hōhono experience. It's Pāpaku, deep. is that shallow? Yes. Ah. Trust you to know that. <laughs> Pāpaki. Pāpaku. Pāpaku. Oh, yeah. Pāpaku. It's a spiritual experience, um, learning te reo Māori. It's, pos- it's impossible not to have a spiritual experience, in my opinion. Every whakapuaki that I do, I'm like, oh, you know, like, you know, we talked about this on Matereki. I was like, oh, this would be a nice one. And it ended up being really hōhono and deep. And then... This one with the waiata that we're doing coming up next week, oh. uh, where we have to compose our own waiata and speak for 20 minutes about it. You know, I was like, oh, this one would be nice. Like, and then I ended up being hōhonu about my dad, and I've, I've finished the waiata now, and, you know, I cried lots of writing it, but it was such a beautiful experience. And I was like, you know what, like, this is just going off track a bit, but like, writing the waiata and, like, being able to compose like beautiful words to, to like you know to fucking or to like celebrate a total call my dad, um, you know as I was sitting there and I was like writing all of this and like putting all these words together, I was just like oh my goodness this is magic this is like, what, you know, like this is happiness yeah like, this is why this is the reason this yeah. is why you're here it's like wow I never imagined that I would be able to do this mm. you know like. I'm not a singer or like a musician, but being able to put these words together in Te Reo Māori, it's such a beautiful language and so poetic. And I love words, you know, as a writer. So putting those together and then thinking about my dad and all that, I was just like, wow, this is, these are the moments that are great mm. that we can celebrate being at Kura. And that's something that I'll definitely throw out there as a tip. When you have those moments, hold on to them, mm. remember them. You know, take them with you on the on the weeks to come because there's gonna be some down. There's gonna be some um, you know, some moments where you aren't feeling that happy or you aren't on top of the world. So if you have those successes or you have those little wins in your life through the journey, remember them, hold on to them. That's something that I'm really bad at doing, you know. It's kind of celebrating the small successes. I went back to we my me and my mother, we both recently met um one of our aunties that we didn't really know. Until this year, in the last year, I went over. I met her, and um, me and my mum met her this year again. And um, she ended up giving us all of our pepeha, all of our faka papa from Hauraki. She invited us to some kurareo. We went to a matariki celebration, um, and we're so grateful to have met that auntie. But one of the milestones that I achieved this year was we went to the kurareo a couple of weeks ago in, in Hauraki, um, and. I got to stand up in our marae and do a mihi, you know, and far out. Like, to think that 
you know, that was one of the things that I really wanted to do in my life, you know, try and do that. I never thought that I would, one, get the opportunity to stand in the marae and it be my marae and speak to my whanaunga and my whanau and, have, and to, be have, to have the ability to be able to do that. Amazing. And I need to remember those or people, you, when you do this journey or when you start to like dive into your reo, you need to remember those moments and use those as like momentum to carry mm. you on through your journey. Um, so yeah, good point. So those moments are cool, man. Make sure you remember them. That's why we're at Kura. Those moments carry us. So yeah, momahara, remember and write them down. Because like Ashley said, you are going to need them when times are hard and you want to give up. You have to think back to those moments and I'll keep carrying you through the year. Speaking of um, hard times, this episode and this podcast episode is about things we wish we knew before going to Takiura, before going back to Kura, right? So I guess this is somewhat of a, a podcast, a, a helping podcast for people that are going on that journey next year or whenever you decide to go. And we always talk about the difficulties, so hopefully we can share some things that will help you along your journey or get you a little bit more prepared. Whakarite to hiringa, ate get you prepared for your hiringa next year. So, what are some of those? So, what are some of those things for you? Those those tips. One huge tip that oh, yeah. I wish I knew before starting Takeyota is that the first. 10 weeks are the most important. They, those 10 weeks, Ashley's like, I'm like pointing, pointing at me. It, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> those 10 weeks are the toa papa, the foundation. Those are when you're going to be learning um, the reringa, um, the words, all of the important kind of grammar structure. And so for me, what I wish I did is those first 10 weeks, I wish I didn't do any mahi. I wish I just focused solely on, on kura during that first 10 weeks, but I didn't. I still had mahi going on. I still had a lot of things. We had this podcast, which was hetepai, but we, I still had all these other things going on, social life as well. And then so I felt like I wasn't able to grasp onto the, the foundations and then that left me for maybe the rest of the year still trying to go back to those foundations and trying to, you know, like like I'm sort of playing, playing catch up. Mm. And so, yeah, I wish I knew that those first 10 weeks are the most crucial to the journey in the Tua Papa. And if you don't have that foundation, then you're going to be having to keep going back. Mm. And that's something that I'll probably add on to that is if you do miss those foundational lessons or you feel like you aren't at that space where your foundations are solid, go back to them. Don't add stress onto your journey by trying to keep up with things that you're learning in the future, whether that's reading a hangu or, you know, all of these different sentence structures if you don't have your foundations. Don't stre- don't add stress to your journey. Don't add stress to your workload. Focus on those foundations. Get your foundation solid because the foundations, honestly, are how you speak. So when you start learning all these lessons in the future, they will all connect back to the foundations. So if you've got your foundations, your e kete ka, your hair, uh, and your whakakahore, you're sweet. You can speak. You can hold a conversation and you can roll with it. Um, but I find that a lot of people that message me, they'll be like, oh, I'm so behind. Like, 
we're learning these new things in Kura. Um, for example, we're learning I, the Kupu I this week. And, you know, people are missing out on that. And they're like, oh my God, I'm, not, I'm missing out on I. Like, I'm going to be so far behind. It's like, yeah, I is an amazing tool to use in your reringa. But if your sentence structures aren't sussed and your foundations aren't there, there's no point in putting extra stress trying to learn another thing when you need to learn your foundations. So that's what I'll add on to that because they're so important. They're mm. Really, really important. Another thing too, just thinking about those first 10 weeks is sleep. And actually that's some advice that Stacey said to me too because I was like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. And she was like, the most important advice I can give you is to make sure that you get sleep. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, of course. Duh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yeah. And then now I'm like, oh, I understand now because it's mentally draining. It's very, really tiring. And so sleep is one of the most important, I think, like things that you can do in learning to because you can, like, you know, you, you're learning all of this, you know, Cooper and all of this new stuff and like decolonizing trauma and all of that and then you you need a good night's sleep you know so that is i feel like really important yeah if we talk about sleep i think something else that i'll throw into that sort of hening out or mental well-being space is if you're focusing on sleep focus on water as well and that's just these are just general these are just general health tips but they're so important on this journey because you're so naked and if you go to the class and you're not fully prepared and you're not, you know, uh, well-functioning, you won't pick it up, you'll lose a day. You'll lose a couple of days. You know, if you've got raru outside of kura, mm, if you've got a big one. family issues or, you, you know, you're struggling with a partner or whatever it might be in your life, that's going to affect your journey. And it's, it's easy for, for, for you to just say that because it's harder to to actually work on the radus or work on those things that are distracting you from kura. And you can say, oh, how, how am I supposed to dedicate my whole life to this? But if you want the benefits, if you want to be speaking, if you want those fruits of this journey, you have to dedicate yourself. Mm. You have to put it in. You have to put the work in. You have to be focused on it. Um, and if you're not, then you're going to get half pie results. Yeah, I talk about that, and, and to add on to that too, you know, and we talked about this earlier, but there's something really therapeutic about speaking out loud, like your daru and, and things like that, things that you're going through. Ask for help, you know, not just with the real, but with other things too. Like if you need to go to therapy, go to therapy, you know. It will help you because, you know, like Ashley said, you need to make sure you're balanced spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all of these things. Otherwise... If your mind is full, if your hinenaro is just full of like junk, how is the tongue of Tiro Māori going to get in? You know, so you need to make sure that you're every day, era, 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 you're able to meditate mm. and, and kind of not have that daru in the classroom. And I know that's way harder than, than what we're saying because I've struggled with a lot of daru this year, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of daru in my personal life. And that I feel like that's affected my real, but. I've been trying to make sure that I'm balanced in all corners of the whole order of the mirai in order to get the real in. It's mm, important. Something else that I'll throw in there in the mix is what I've found pretty important, which I will be working on now and probably in the next, you know, two, three, four, five years, which is good for all of those aspects of your mental health and your well-being. 
especially on that real journey, you'll find this when you when you go in, that you need to create groups of friends or family members or whoever that is for you that you can speak with, that you can share that space with. Because you will find once you dive into this journey, you want to surround yourself with the same energy outside of Kura because it's such a good energy, right? We're learning our language. We, 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 we're gaining this taonga in our lives. But then you go outside of Kura and you don't have people to talk to. I mean, I can only speak for myself in this, um, but my flatmate, he's a Pākehā. He doesn't mm. know how to speak Māori. So it's very hard for me to go outside of Kura and to practice speaking and to surround myself in Te Ao Māori. You go back to your home, it's probably just normal. You go back into um, your workspace, it's probably not a Te Ao Māori space. So it's very important to create groups of friends or communities where you can insert yourself and you can live and breathe Te Ao Māori because those are opportunities to learn as well. You know, you can learn as much as you can at Kura. You can learn as much as you can at these places or at the other places. But I find when you talk to people, there's big lessons in that, right? Because you'll be like, oh, what did they just say? And then you can ask them, and if you remember it, that's a new piece of knowledge for you mm. on your in your in your kitty in your bag. So definitely massive. Surround yourself with create communities where you can speak with others. Total with that for sure, and especially because I feel a lot of people can relate to that. We don't have many of us don't have families that can speak. We might, we might be the first in our family, right? have the deal so creating those communities or safe spaces because maybe you feel whakama speaking around certain people but find the safe people that you can speak with and one thing that Lillian said to me from Kura that actually that I haven't that <coughs> that's been really um like been on my mind is she said if you want to be if you're a beginner tennis player and you want to be better you wouldn't go and play Serena Williams because obviously you'd lose and you'd feel defeated just like if you're beginning or to do a Māori journey, if you go and speak with someone who's real matato, right? A very fluent Māori speaker, you're going to feel a bit, oh, like... Deflated. Deflated. Deflated is the word. Yeah, deflated. Like, what? You might want to give up, you know, but if you find someone that's a bit better than you, mm. then you're going to learn so much. Mm. And it's the same. If you help someone that maybe isn't as good as you as well, you can totoko them. And I've found that has helped me a lot. You know, I, you know, when I started Takiura, I did feel whakama, but I've been able to find safe people to kōrera with, like Ashley. I've got another friend, Mahia, who went to Kuruko Papa, who I speak with as well, who's a friend. And so finding those people, and, you know, that might seem hard, but I feel like they will come into your life because mm. I feel like for me this year, I've had people come into my life, friends that I've only met this year, who can call it a Māori and have become really good friends. Like Mahia is one of my close friends now, and I met her the beginning of this year. Mm. She's helped me a lot, and so if you're listening, Mahia, love you heaps. Uh, I love that. And it's it's crazy when you focus on something or when you put yourself in other spaces that aren't normal for you, these people will come into your life because it's meant to happen, mm. because you're creating an environment and a space for yourself that you feel like, this is me and Te Reo Māori and Te Ao Māori. This is, this is us. So people see that. People feel that energy and they want to support the journey, especially people that know the, the language. But I'll, I'll touch back on your point about speaking to someone who's a little bit better than you. 
amazing technique mm. and not too not too much better because then you get lost you, you're, you're too lost but someone who's a little bit better than you that that knows a little bit more is key i've learned the most from one of our classmates at kura this year and i like honestly mad respects to him what i knew because at the start mm. of the year he knew a lot he wasn't like the man but he had sort of grown up in Tiao Māori. His father was a, a, a kaiako for te reo. So he knew a lot of things that, like, I didn't know. And through just con- conversing, conversating, having kōrero, whakawhiti kōrero with him, every now and then I'll hear things that he uses. I'm like, oh, what's that? And then I'll ask him that, and then he'll tell me. And then I'm just stealing that. I'm just using that in my vocabulary. So, like, definitely key to find someone who's a little bit better than you and just speak to them. And you'll learn from them. You'll learn, 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 learn. And then you kick them to the side and you go find someone better. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with him now. He's over. I would say you're that person for me. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, cool. Nah, me, nah. I feel like I've learned the most money from you because, you know, like when you speak, I'm like, what? Even um, when you started saying, Okune fakaro. So, you know, when we say toku fakaro, it's like my thought, but then you started saying okune fakaro, and I was like, oh. And I just started saying that, and I just started rolling off my tongue. Just another way of saying, like, our thoughts, but the sort of things like that, you know, you can pick up from other people. 100%. 100%. And you can do that with everybody. It doesn't necessarily have to be just one person or two people. You can pick that up when you look. That's another thing. Chuck on Māori television. Chuck on te reo. Put some Māori podcasts on. I listen to Taringa every now and then. Oh, yeah, Taringa um, You know, good. awesome podcast for Karo Fridays. Just things where you can pick just, even if you just take away one or two or three words or just a different sentence that you haven't really heard of before, those are all things that if you remember and you can use it and you can put it in your bag, that's learning. Do you know what I mean? So there's all these different avenues and platforms where you can learn from. It's just opening yourself up to them. Because you can so easily just fall back into, ah, oh, sweet, I'm done with kura, like, <laughs> I'm laxing. I'm going to go back to work or I'm going to do this, that and the other. I'm definitely surrounding yourself with those people. But cool, I'm glad. That's cool. That's yeah. I'm glad that you learned some stuff from me. Um, I actually really enjoy this, what you talked about before as well, teaching people. Mm. That's such a good technique for you to learn as well. Mm. Like, because I just talked about going back to your foundations and when you're teaching people foundations, you strengthen your own foundations so that they become even more um, second nature to you. You know what I mean? So if you are and you have the ability to teach people, it might not be a lot, but if you can, do it. Because it's a, it's a really rewarding experience when, when you teach someone something and then they learn something and then they know it and they might say it in, in a corridor or they might say it when they stand up in the class and you're like, yeah. <laughs> Got you. That's so. It's such a gratifying feeling. Yeah, I wish I knew that before I started Takiura that teach, you know, because I live with my dad. And so one thing that I, I did teach him was the time. And then so when I came home and I taught him how to, how to say the time and to do a Māori, I, I just knew it. Like it just came to me and I, and I didn't have to practice it because, you know, I taught him and then it just like, it was like in my mind. And it was nice also to teach my dad to do a Māori. So I wish that I took more time to teach it as well because I feel like that would make it more um, stick mm. in my head as well as as well as sharing the tongue of Te Reo Māori. You know, right? Yeah, I, I taught my little brother just... Because this is probably... I wouldn't say this is a tip because you'll learn this along your journey, but 
But for me and for us, doing kudaril, doing this, that, oh, not kudaril, poor night classes, learning at uni, learning at school, I never once learned the, the tenses. E, K, T, Ka. And I feel like when I learned that lesson, it just unlocked so much mm. ability. It allowed me to, to share my focado a lot more. So that's something that I, if you don't know E, K, T, Ka, learn that. E, past tense, K, T, present, Ka, future. And it's kind of, I'm not going to give you a lesson on it, but those things really expanded my, my knowledge base. And I wish that I'd learned that so long ago. Another one is listening. Mm. Sometimes it's easy to kind of, when you're listening, you don't know what's happening, so you could sort of tune out. Um, but I wish I listened more. Because it's in the listening when you learn so much. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like when you get the foundation, you hit, like you just said, the K, the E, the K, and then you have you hear some kupu, you can kind of put it together. But an important thing too is to listen into the end because the end might make it might ma- might make it make sense. Mm. Rather than if you listen to the beginning, I don't know what they're saying. Tune out. But listen right into the end, and then oh, okay, because now I can understand Tyler May fully. But you know when she's just speaking Maori, I'm like I don't know what she's saying, and then I'll start thinking about like oh, what am I gonna do like for lunch. Things like that because I don't know. Like, <laughs> Where am I gonna go for a walk in the break? <laughs> Who am I gonna talk to? Because <laughs> I didn't know what she was saying, but I wish I just listened more. And that's such a I feel like a skill in anyway. And Pakiha and Maori is like learning to tune in and listen. And I feel like you are really good at listening, Ashley. Which is so bizarre, hey? Because I'm just I'm more of a talker. I'm more of a big mouth, you know. So that was a lesson for me. Mm. Into our Māori Because you're humbled You know You don't know how to say anything So you've got to kind of Relax yourself And just listen And it was definitely A big lesson for me And That's something that I would say every time That you get to listen to someone Or listen to a corridor It's It's a chance for you to learn It's a chance for you to pick up some stuff You know I'm still listening to Tyler May And I'll still go Oh what did she She said that Oh okay It's a, it's a great skill And if you don't listen, it's it's hard to learn. Especially, like, let's just put into example, um, use an example of a conversation. If someone says, like, you know, nor here, queen, you say, oh, koshailo aho, because you're not listening, because you're so caught up in your own mind about, oh my God, I'm speaking Māori, oh my God, we're having a conversation, oh my God, what am I going to say? Mm. You start to get really flustered. Yeah, you're real <laughs> flustered, and then you just lose it all, and you sound so dumb, and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> I knew the answers to these things. I know how to say these sentences, but you're so in your head and you're so like, oh, I don't want to stuff this up. So first, listen. Hey, yeah. clear your mind, listen, and then think about your answer and speak from the heart. And to go along with that, it's okay to take your time when you're answering apartheid. And if that person is like, oh, never mind, walks away, then like, who cares? But like, Take your time because that's something that Lillian, again, from our Akomanga taught me because when we were, when we were or having a corridor, I'd quickly answer and I'd leave out the obvious things like, you know, pronoun, O or the E because I, I just quickly want to answer a question and she's like, why are you rushing? 
why are you rushing? Just just answer and slowly and think. And I was like, oh, I just took my time. And I was like, oh, this is way better. Like, why didn't I do this at the beginning of the year? Why was I in such a rush to answer? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we're all on the same hiding it. Eh? You know, if someone, if I was asking someone a question and they took their time, that's okay. Mm. You know, so yeah, take your time. You'll often find that people that do take their time, they're just so much more, uh, you're so much more interested in what they have to say. Mm. It's not like, and you're like, oh, I missed that whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, take your time. Yeah. Um, and really mean what you say if you can. Uh, this is something that we've talked about a lot, is speaking from the heart. And this is something that maybe we will get to eventually or we'll learn a little bit better, but once you build those foundations and you can speak, um, a good lesson to know is that you should speak from the heart. Um, and that's something that I've heard from a lot of people, like when you're standing up to do a mihi to somebody, you can tell a mihi that comes from the heart. Mm, yeah, I've heard that too. Because it means something to them, you know I mean? You can tell in the way that it's delivered. It's not something that's pre-rehearsed. It's not something that... They just know that's the default mihi. It's like, no, nah, I'm trying to come up with something for you, specifically for this time. Mm. And that's beautiful. Grandma, grandma, kupu, whatever, if it comes from the heart, that's the best. That's the best mihi. That's the best kōrero. That's the best kai kōrero. Something that comes from the heart. So try and get there, I guess. Yeah, because we're trying to, you know, that's the, that's the level that we want to be at so that you can just speak. Because that's what we're preparing to do, you know, when we go into the outside world and, you know, maybe we have to stand up, you know, like randomly, you know, spontaneously, you know, we don't have notes, you know, to look, to look at, you have to call it off from the heart. And that's something we could talk about with our whakapuaki as well, is um, learning to speak from our heart. And like Ashley said, we do need the foundations, but even if your reo isn't the best, it's still a lot more meaningful to watch someone try and speak from their heart other than memorise words. Because mm. I feel like you can tell the difference between someone who's reading something, words, or someone who's really speaking their emotions from the heart. And I know like it's hard to stand up. It is, and everyone has different like picking or talents and maybe public speaking is hard and, and you know, maybe you need to memorise and that's okay. But the point I'm trying to make is that don't worry about the real too much. Just worry about speaking from your narco, mm. from your heart. The sentiment behind the word that you're saying, eh? The fakaro, the manna, the modi. And someone, I was, th I was talking to someone about this because I actually was talking to a few people about this. I was like, "Do you memorize your fakapuaki?" And I was like, well, the first whakapuaki, I sort of did because obviously I didn't really know te reo Māori. Um, then I was just starting out. But eventually from each whakapuaki, I stopped memorising and I started just trying to speak from my heart. And they asked me, you know, what what do you do if you don't know what to say? Like, what, what's what's going to happen if you're like standing there flustered? And I was like, that's when the magic happens. Like, that's when you have no choice but to like... Karakia will, you know, like something will come. And that's when that's when the magic happens. That's when I feel it was like the most beautiful moments. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to put yourself in that position to be that vulnerable. But 
like I promise it's worth it and it's beautiful. And I feel like you're quite good at speaking from the heart too, actually. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I'm a little bit rangirua. I don't know where I'm speaking from. <laughs> I try my best. That's all I do. I'm, I'm like, I'm really struggling with this latest whakapuaki. So whakapuaki is the uh, assignment and, you know, when you go into these spaces, you have a couple of assignments every year, maybe eight or something. And mm. This one's just real hard for me and I can't really put my finger on it. Um, is it because it's a waiata and we have to sing? I can sing it, like, you know, it's okay. And this is something that else that you'll learn along the way is waiata is a part of the <laughs> album. <laughs> so you're just going to have yeah. to get up and sing every now and then. If you can't if sing you suck, too bad. All good. Um, we all suck eventually, you know, a lot of... It's a nuing onga tangata, he kore take, ite kai waiata. So, you know, most of us aren't, aren't any good, but you just got to get up there and do it. And I build your, your ngako titikaha, your confidence. Um, but what was I getting at? Oh, yeah, it's like something that our teacher said in this whakapuaki and all of the whakapuakis, nah, is... Make sure you go deep, like go as deep as you can. And I just find it, I'm, I'm finding it quite hard to find that deep topic for myself. Like, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is, because I feel like these are opportunities to share who you are, talk about what you're interested in, talk about, you know, whatever it might be for you that's on your mind. But for me, I'm like, what is that one topic that I want to talk about, that I want to spend my time, that I want to spend 20 minutes talking about? You know, what's, what is that? Co-popper for me. Once I find that, it's all good. But I got a lot. I want to talk about one of the Fakaro. So I've I've written a waiata. I just read it last night. It's to the tune of one of the songs from Hodaki from my Inua, nice. from my iwi from Hodaki, um, which is about the fruits of the real, right? So the journey, uh, the ups, the downs, but mainly just the awesome things that come from coming along on this journey, right? Which is me. Which I'm all for. But I'm like, is that enough? Like, not is that enough, but is that really what I want to be talking about? Because the fruits of that ill, that could be pretty pretty normal, I guess. Mm. Um, but another topic that I was thinking about was talking about the monga of tamaki, right? Because I love the monga here. Mm, I yeah. love monga. Monga are awesome. I went through a time in my life a couple of years ago, two years, last year, two years, where I was pretty sad. Like, in noho ano... Uh, in noho podi ano, monga monga wiki maha. I was sad for a long time, you know. And in those states, or at that time, I used to go to the monga a lot, and they kind of helped me. They supported me, um, you know, really grounded me. And I I felt like they helped me through that hard time. So mm. I want to do a wire about that as well. But <laughs> just like that's a beautiful oh. and very hohonu deep. Aye, aye. Ingari, I've already written a, a song for another co-papa, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, do change I really want to change it up and then start a whole new wire? I don't know. Yeah, just difficult, man. It's just hard. Yeah, I feel like this whakapuaki, um For me, I, I I was really rangiroa. I didn't know what I wanted to do it on either. Um, and then I was sitting with Maria Dow and I was reading a book and then I read um, 
Ringaropa. Ringaropa. Yeah, Ropa, which which is means like the hands, like. Oh my gosh, I forgot the Pakia word. Calluses. Oh, yes. Callous hands. Mm. And then I was like, oh, and then I thought about my dad. Like when I look at his hands, that's what it is. It's like calloused hands and, you know, hands tell a story. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to talk about my dad, about his story. His hiding, and it's been an interesting one for my dad from, you know, when he was young and being in gangs and things like that, but he's, you know, he's my my dad, my papa, and I love him heaps. Um, so, you know, like, you know the um, whakatoki? Wari wari o, whakatoki. But the, in Pākehā, it's like you can't, oh, you can see the four corners of a room, but you can't see a heart. Ke te mohi o koe? Aye, but I don't know the Māori. Oh, my gosh, I forgot. It. I want to use it in my whakapuake. But... You can see someone's hands, right? And when you look at the hands of a komatoa and a kuia, you're able to maybe see their story. And so that was inspiration for me to begin writing this waiata for my dad and to the tune of the Doobie Brothers. Do you know that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know them, but what, what, what song? Listen to the music. Ooh, listen to the music. Yeah. My dad's oh, favourite song. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, so cool. Whakanui Tokapapa. See, and these are the things that we talk about when we go deep and you share yourself, you know, just the meaning behind the things that you choose and what you do is is important, you know? It's a big part of the journey. So mm. I'm excited to hear your whakapua kids. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be meaningful. I'm excited to hear yours and everyone's because I think everyone's is quite hohonu. Mm. It's like talking to other people. One of, someone that I spoke to is about identity. Other one's about their dad as well. So, oh man, oh, better change my wires then. Tino <laughs> <laughs> oh, we better go to Kura. Yeah, we better go to Kura, guys. <laughs> we got to sing a waiata. What's our waiata going to be? If you're late to um, class, you have to sing a waiata. Kayakwe. There's a there's a sentence we'll leave you with for the day. <laughs> Kayakwe. Up to you. Oh no, we've already done it. Oh. What's another? What's another sentence? What is another sentence? I've got one that okay. I love that I stole from the Taringa podcast. So na mihi um, to the Taringa podcast. But it's a whakarite. Kei tōturo. No, <laughs> say that again. Kei tōtara wahiroa ki oku whakaro. So that means a tōtara is snapped in half. And so it's like. I'm confused, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm here, I'm there. So use that one if you're really confused. Rangi roa in two minds. Okay, totara wahi roa ki oku fakaro. Beautiful. And what about you? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm using your one. Um, oh, man. Oh, kia pai tera mm. is what I'll leave you with. That's a nice, easy way to have it. To say, have a good day. Hmm. Kia pai tera. Yeah, or kia pai te wiki, have a good week. No, 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 kia pai tera. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. No, kia pai te wiki, kia pai te marama, kia pai te tau. Mm. Kia pai te po, have a good night. Ai, kia pai te ata, have a good morning. And we learnt some awesome kiwaha. Oh, yeah, hara, te mene. That's one, chuck that in your bag, the man. Ko au tera. <laughs> Koi tera te meni Te meni Koi nataku I'll say 
Koinataku. Koinataku. Another one is Hikama. I think that's like, oh my goodness. Oh, like, yeah. Hikama. That's right. It can be a good thing or a bad thing. Hikama. Yaha, tetahi ano. E kuri. Oh, e tangi kuriana. That means crocodile tears. So if someone's crying and it's not really it's like fake. Kuri tangi ana. No, I said that wrong. I my stomach's wrong. <laughs> hey, Tohu. I can't remember anymore. We only just learned them yesterday. You Jeepers, look at you better. going. Oh, yeah. All right, whanau. Uh, kia pai te rā. <laughs> have a mean day. Um, have a mean week, and we'll catch you next time. Okay. Kei kakite. Kakite. <laughs> <laughs>